Well, hey guys, welcome to the Boning Soul Podcast. Thanks for joining me again. All right, so um, it's only been a couple weeks this time, so I didn't keep you waiting that long. So again, we're gonna try to get back on track here with um, you know getting some more guests lined up and stuff. Uh, you know, now that we're through, well, gonna be through here the holiday season very quickly. So today I'm recording this intro on the 18th of December, and my um, guest today was uh, Jim Desias. So uh, last we talked was back in uh, in July, according to uh, the uh, thing on Skype there, saying that's that's what last, uh, last we recorded. And that was a wrap-up of our hog hunt back in June. So since then, um, Jim's had like a pretty awesome season. He's uh, he shot he shot what two deer uh, two deer and a hog uh, two deer yeah two deer and a hog. We talk about it. Um, we get into all, all all kinds of stuff. You know he's he's got one down with um, uh, a uh, an old flintlock right not old one but you know a flintlock uh, muzzleloader. He's got one down with a rifle. He shot a pig with a uh, uh, a primitive bow. Uh, primitive self bow that uh, he got from uh, Ryan Gill from uh, Hunt Primitive. We talk about that whole uh, Hunt Primitive uh, thing that he's doing with uh, with them and the, that Hunt Primitive tribe and some of the hunts that they're doing. And he's going to go on a bunch, uh, you know, a bunch more hunts. I think he's going to go on another one down in January, I believe. So it's pretty cool. If you if you don't watch any of the stuff, uh, I know this isn't like Jim Desaius specific, but if you don't watch any of uh, Ryan Gill stuff, go ahead and do that. Um, I really got to get him on a show. I, I really want to talk to him, but. Uh, that that hunt primitive stuff that he's doing that they're doing is, is is pretty cool. You know they're doing like just very very old school stuff, right? Stone points. Um, you know they make their own bows, make their own you know bow strings and and, and, and uh, points and, and arrows and, and everything, right? So pretty fascinating stuff. Not something I want to dive down at least not in any time in any time future, but it certainly is intriguing. So um, and Jim hunts with those guys uh, a lot. And um, yeah, just 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 pretty interesting. We get into dis- discussions about kind of the differences between some some of that equipment versus um, <laughs> it's kind of funny to say more modern uh, you know traditional equipment. But there's definitely some um, uh, some some differences. And actually, there's there's some things that I thought would be uh, d- different that, that apparently are not. You know, we talk about like the reliability and the durability of those things, and uh, some of it's kind of surprising because I always thought they were kind of fragile, but I guess they're not. Anyway, so we talk about all that kind of stuff. Um, what else here? So, like I said, we're getting to the end of uh, bow season here. I mean, I've literally been out for like a total of like three hours maybe uh, in the last month for anything, right? I'll go again midday for like an hour or two and then, uh, you know, be done or I'll get rained out or <laughs> we got a sick family member or something or other. Um, and I'm just not able to, I'm just not able to go, but you know, that's fine. I'm, I'm really enjoying this, uh, this holiday season. I'm, I'm, I'm being around more at home, which is kind of strange, especially on the weekends. We're doing like, like family stuff, like on weekends that like normal families do that I haven't got a chance to do in the last, in the last few years. So that, uh, that, that's, that's definitely been a lot of fun. So, uh, what else is new? So I got a, uh, really cool knife again from Hiko Ito, right? So if you guys are not following uh, Hiko Ito on Instagram. Uh, he's under Hiko Ito also on Knife and Arrow. Uh, he's got he's got kind of two accounts there, but go check out HikoIto.com. Um, sent me a beautiful, beautiful kind of uh, EDC slash uh, hunting knife, and it's just absolutely gorgeous. I went to do a video on it today, and uh, the wind was just howling, right? I went outside. I went out trying to go squirrel hunting for like an hour or so. Um, I, I spent more time walking into the place uh, than, I, than I did actually hunting. Just The wind was just howling. It was like 18 degrees, but like, you know, 30 mile an hour winds. And it was just, I said, you know what? Uh, this, I can't, I can't do it. Um, 
even even in the the, the more kind of uh, heavily uh, wooded areas where it usually cuts down the wind, the, the area that I went to is kind of on a high bluff kind of plateau, and and the wind just whips through there no matter no matter what. You can't hide behind enough trees up there. So uh, so that didn't work out. But I will do a longer uh, actual like video on that thing for whatever that's worth again because uh, YouTube really doesn't like uh, taking you out of your niche. I know I've I've complained about it before, but um, you know the last the last knife vi uh, review I did uh, for for his knives I think only has like a few hundred views. You know what I mean? It's just if you're not into your if you're not in your actual niche that that YouTube says you were you're supposed to be in, um, or unless you put out like you know 50 videos on just that one thing, the algorithm doesn't change. But anyway, I'm asking you guys if you listen to this, go check out hikoido.com. This knife is absolutely just stunning. It's it's just gorgeous. The workmanship is just unreal. I believe he calls it the the double arch. Um, and I didn't see it on his website. I hope he I hope he starts offering this one. But um, yeah, it's it's uh, less of a skinning type blade than that EDC Skinner Light that uh, I've talked about before. Or you've seen pictures of. It's uh, it's it's more of a kind of everyday like EDC kind of. Um, it, it 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 doesn't have quite as quite the belly, right? It's just it's just kind of smaller. And either way, I mean, I got it with. Uh, he asked me if I wanted it with. Um, either like a paracord handle or just uh, you know no handle or with uh, with with, uh, with wood handles right scales and I chose the wood and it's koa koa wood right and this thing is absolutely gorgeous go check out um, the bow hunting soul uh, Instagram I put a couple pictures on there it does not do it justice this thing just showed up and it was just it's absolute like like artwork in your hand it's it's amazing it's 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 razor sharp um, the fit finish quality and the feel is just just awesome um, I've been using the other one actually. Uh, like I said, I used it on a pig back in in, uh, in June. Haven't had a chance, obviously, to do <laughs> much with whitetails or anything. But you know, I, w I have been using that knife actually because I've been hunting more from the ground, and I'm and I'm cutting, um, you know, like whittling the ends of like deadfall and things like that to, to make it pointy. The ground's getting to the point where it's pretty much frozen now, um, mostly, right? Some areas kind of thaw. The muddy areas kind of thaw. You can get in. You can get in a little bit still. But you know, I've been using that knife to kind of whittle points. Um, to make it easier to to kind of stick deadfall either behind me in front of me whatever just kind of do uh, a natural ground blind and it's worked out really well uh, super great knife and I cannot wait to use uh, to to use this one too it's um, yeah God it's so pretty so anyway so thank you Hiko and I hope you guys really go check him out and support him because he's just like true craftsman so um, also uh, make sure you guys check out uh, the push push archery center of knowledge There's lots of stuff going on out there they've got lots of products. Um, just even even on the push store right all the all the different packs and um uh, bow quiver or the uh, the hip quivers and things like that uh and then obviously the other uh, courses right the online courses they're super super good um updated you know uh well i can't remember when the last time it was updated but i mean they do get updated when when new modules come out and uh it's it's going to benefit everybody right so if if you're, if you're thinking of like a last minute stocking stuffer it'd be a hell of a stocking stuffer because you know i'm not gonna lie they're not that cheap right i mean they're like two 250 bucks but the, the value that you're going to get out of this for uh either for yourself or for uh the, you know the archer in your life let's say is uh is, is definitely well worth it some some tremendous amount of knowledge uh, out there so 
I, you know, just if do yourself a favor and check those things out, and you're you're not going to be sorry that that you sh- you shelled out the money for 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 good, good for good you know online coaching basically and in, um, uh, uh, in instruction. So, um, okay, that's it. Really, I don't really have anything else to say. Uh, you know, another another fun one here with uh, with Jim. You know, we don't go off on too many tangents. We go a little bit of a crossbow tangent again, of course, but hey, that's to be expected. Um, other than that, it's uh, like I said, December 18 today. Have a happy, you know, uh, uh, I was going to have happy new year. So have a Merry Christmas. Have a happy holidays. Have a happy new year. If I don't talk to you guys, I probably won't put one out until the new year. And then uh, just that's it. Basically, be safe. Spend time with your family and uh, hope, uh, you know, hope you guys start the new year off with, uh, you know, with with a bang. So, all right, without any further ado, uh, here is my interview with Jim Desais. Okay, all right, I think here we go. Good now? Recording? Yeah. Yep, it says it's recording. There we go, yeah. So, <laughs> again, we the, the whole like Skype versus uh, Zoom thing, right? And you're saying that, that I'm the only one you ever use Skype with. And I can, I cannot stand Zoom. I hate Zoom so much um, because, first of all, you got to pay for it, right? And I don't yeah. like paying for anything. So you get like the free 40-minute thing, and then you got to stop and resend a link and all this crap. And I'm like, ugh. But you were saying that you had uh, a guest on yesterday. And let's take it from there. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I had Mark, Mark Harrison from Omnivores, Quivers, and Homestead. That's uh, that's probably the first time I've ever been able to say it all in one on the first shot. But um, we talked about that too. But yeah, he was somebody like Mark who talks a lot. And, that you know, that's great. I mean, it's a podcast. He, the guest is supposed to talk <laughs> a lot. But with, with Zoom, I can see when he's about to take a break because I'm watching him speak and he's watching me. And so I can like, I don't talk over him. You know what I mean? Even though I did a little bit anyway. But um, yeah, so, so with someone like that, it's good to be able to see when they're about to take a breath or whatever. So yeah, and I was gonna say, especially with him, right? And uh, you, you just the best part is though, you just you just start, you throw you throw a question out there, um, and you just let him go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can kick back, yeah. you can you know, put it on mute, you can snack, you can drink, you can <laughs> just go on and on. That's, Absolutely, that's, uh, that's that's the best kind. I love that, especially with him, because you know he can, you know, and and, the, and you know this, the best parts of of. Um, having Mark Harrison on is after you stop recording and then the real like ranting comes out. Uh, I just, it's awesome. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, he did some ranting during the episode too, but not, not as much. He wasn't as animated as he usually is. Cause we did it earlier in the day. I think yeah. at night he's been in the shop all day and he's like cayenne, you know, glue and whatever else he's using Sniffing, there. Like leather conditioner and probably poking himself with needles like all day you know not not yeah. like that like at his fingers you know like right yeah with stuff. sewing yeah <laughs> you know so <laughs> anyway jim uh jim decides thank you for uh for being on again yeah we, absolutely um, a, you, you've had a, a a pretty pretty cool season like you you've got a lot you got some animals down and uh the last time we recorded we were talking um <clears throat> This is this is how much you don't like Skype because we recorded in July, right? Which to me was only like like a few weeks ago in my mind. Yeah, right? same here. Because summer's like, oh, you know, pig hunt, whatever. Because we had the the wrap up and stuff. But um, since then, we've had pretty much an entire like summer and an entire most of a hunting season here. And you've been like like really successful. Uh, quite a bit of stuff went down. Like since what is it? We we did we did the hog hunt in uh, June, early June, right? Yes. Um, yep. 
I kind of want to go want to go through your whole uh, whole whole season here leading up to this, right? Everything with um, uh, uh, the stuff you're doing with uh, like the primitive stuff you're doing, you know, um, with with Ryan. Yep. And um, and then just just all the hunting that you're doing. That sounds like basically like in your backyard almost. But still, I'm still jealous. So let's I don't know. (laughs) Let's (laughs) let's take it from the beginning. I mean, after, you know, in, in summer or whatever, right Not not too long after we went down to Georgia. Uh, what, what did you end up doing? Yeah, we had a, um, I hunt every few weeks. I mostly film for Ryan Gill from Hunt Primitive. Um, so I've filmed some bison hunts, some ho- lots of hog hunts. Um, but this one was like a the group, the tribe getting together um, to go on a hog hunt where we did the bison hunt because there's so many pigs in there. So that was the plan. And then so it was going to be a primitive only hunt, primitive bows. So I, he, I have a bow from Ryan from like 2010. I think it's bow 104 and he's into 500s now i think so it's a lot you know i've had that bow a long time he's built tons of bows since but so i leading up to that hunt i was shooting it every day sometimes twice a day because we have a, a house now and i have a big yard and woods behind it like you said so um i could practice a lot and i would even do like <laughs> it looks so goofy on instagram but i'm running around like doing laps around the house and then stopping and shooting at my pig target because I knew it was going to be a different kind of hunt where it wasn't like sitting on stand. It was going to be more like pushing out, like as a group, pushing through thick bedding cover, flushing them out, having a couple, like a drive basically, and then have a couple yeah. guys at the end of the <clears throat> these small patches of woods taking shots. And sometimes it, you know, it was it was crazy and really really fun. And and uh, so that was it. And then when somebody gets an arrow in a pig. We just all go after it as a group, you know, to get it down and get it killed as, as opposed to like taking up a blood trail, that kind of deal. So uh, the first day they, let's see, there were, uh, there were f- four of us hunting or five, four of us hunting five. The guide was doing some of the pushing too. So there were really five of us. And the first day, all three guys, except me got pigs with their, their primitive gear. Um, could have shot other ones too, but we had to deal with them, you know, get them cleaned up and, <clears throat> But it was just so much fun. And, and then the second day, I um, we pushed out a group of pigs, and and I was able to get an arrow in one. It was kind of walking, so I hit it kind of back. And then Tristan, um, Tristan Yoder, uh, he's one of the tribe members. He's the, the one that killed the, the bison with one throw from the atlatl. Like, on the run, this thing's running by him, and he throws it and hits it in the heart with the atlatl yeah, spear. Yeah, cool video. <laughs> really cool. <clears throat> incredible great hunter and very aggressive so he was perfect for this so as soon as i hit it i just yelled yeah, i hit it in the ham basically and then but blood came out immediately i hit it with this big zwicky and you know like eight yards so it took off squealed took off i took off after it and then you see tristan running like a blur like a bat out of hell after this thing and it's it's through open country so and this thing's you know it's still fast it's not like i shot this through the heart so um I couldn't keep up with it, but he kept up with it and got another arrow in it. And then we just kind of all converged on it and put it down. I think he finally put it down. We couldn't use it in the video. It was so gruesome but with a hatchet. Oh, my. He hawked it. So that's not going in any video. <laughs> but it, Well, it was, you know, I was, I, was, I was watching one of Ryan's, right? And he, um, this is maybe, I don't know, maybe about a month back or whatever, but he shot a pig. Um, and you know it was still you know he had to kind of go go in after it or whatever 
and and he showed the i mean he, he like like pretty much like stabs it right in the neck or, or right right through the heart you know what i mean like a couple times yeah. and twisted around and i'm like i'm surprised he showed that <laughs> that was yeah. pretty that was pretty gnarly man i was like oh my god yeah yeah that's and um yeah i was kind of surprised you showed that too but um i'm actually doing a video working on a video intermittently among other things to um about that hunt so that'll come out at some point maybe in the next week or so but it was yeah. exciting and it's just such a fun way to hunt them you're basically like flushing them out like rabbits and then yeah you, you're not just flinging arrows at them because first of all it's 300 dollars per pig so if you hit one you're paying for it because it's on a ranch you know um so it's not like we're just flinging arrows and you know pin cushioning them you're actually trying to make a good hit and then just making sure we all get our pig we just all can would converge on it and sometimes it didn't need to like ryan shot one at 10 yards 12 yards through the heart and you see it go down like 20 yards later so it wasn't yeah. all they weren't all that way but it, that was really cool and we're doing another one at the end of uh end of january so oh really yeah, yeah. can't wow. wait so i started shooting the primitive bow again and so and then you made a bow too right I, i'm still working on it yeah it's it's almost done um I thought you I killed did. something with it already. Uh-uh. Nope. Oh. That was that was with Ryan's bow. That was okay. with the yeah. With that was um bow. But uh by the way, just to get a little nerdy or into the, the weeds, that that arrow that bow likes a full length arrow. So I'm shooting like whatever the full length wood shaft is. Is it 31 inches maybe? I don't know. Depends but, on um, the spine, I guess. Yeah. And um yeah, so anyway, I put big feathers on it and and uh a zwicky on the front and it shoots like darts it shoots great and uh so in in it's good because i'm not shooting a lot of weight i think that that boasts 47 at 28 i'm probably pulling it 26 so it's yeah. a fairly low poundage bow so a heavier arrow definitely makes a difference so i was pleased so what, with the what, what, what kind of one. shafts are you using like so it's it's a primitive bow but are you using um like wood shafts carbon shafts like river cane what, what do you I was using river cane um, shafts with stone points, but I, after after the first day flinging arrows at pigs, I I think either I lost two of them and then broke another one, or I think, no, I think it's after the second shot, um, I just like, you know what, I'm just going to go back to my steel points and just try to get a pig down. So um, it started out with the stone points, and, and I actually bought these from uh, Sam Kelly from Twin Hawks survival i think it is mm -hmm. twin hawks but um they're beautiful arrows but i lost i was killing myself so i lost both of them i went back and looked for them couldn't find them too so yeah it started out as a truly primitive and then it's more into traditional i guess with the arrow selection anyway yeah and so and so like these these the bows that ryan sells right they're yes <clears throat> I, got, I gotta have him on too i keep i keep forgetting to reach out to him but um uh like the, the ones that he sells they're like they're ready to go right they're not like kits or anything like that they're, like they're yeah they're, they're yeah they're completely ready to go yep. okay and you can buy all this all the other stuff from him too right the points the um yeah uh whatchamacallit the uh the, the shafts, the, the shafts. Course, I mean, all of it right yeah all of it yep mm -hmm. yeah and he's got a I, wide I'm, range I'm, of, yeah i'm not quite ready to go oh. down that route you know <laughs> yeah it's really not i mean a sort of bow like a soft bow like that um it's not really any different than shooting a recurve or just a modern i mean they're a little you know they're not quite as fast but in terms of the hunting the way you hunt you don't we wouldn't hunt any differently i don't think with the 
with a self bow versus a laminated bow at all? I think for me, it's the, um, again, I, I don't know all that much about them, right? But I mean, like I, I never, it's, it's, it's how, how much you abuse, I guess, <clears throat> your stuff, right? Like I don't, for example, I never unstring anything, right? Hardly ever. Um, I don't like baby any of my stuff. I don't you know, do that. So I don't know. It, it just seems like for some reason there's like more finickiness with like the primitive stuff, right? Like you can't, uh, like if you're going to, if you're going to shoot like, like true, uh, like sinew, for example, for bowstring or something like that. Um, I don't know. It just seems like there's more care in keeping the equipment, you know, the, the, the elements out of it or, you know, the, the, um, uh, so it doesn't take a set. It doesn't uh, warp. It doesn't do this. Doesn't do that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm overblowing it, kind of thing. But it just seems like there's there's more care into like more more delicateness into the into the equipment than than I know my you know knuckle dragger self can can dedicate <laughs> to. You know. Yeah. I throw my bows out of trees. You know, as long as it's going on the so soft marsh. You know, before I get down, I'm like I'm not lowering this. It's 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 like I've got you know like marsh grass up to my knee down there. It's gonna be nice and fluffy. <laughs> you know, poof. <laughs> Down it goes, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I would say that's true of um, and and um, I'm just getting into this, so I'm not like pro by any means. I'm the, more or less a newbie to it. But the Osage, the bow he built me, I would think that'll that'll survive uh, far longer than any laminated bow that I have. Hmm. I think it's just being one strip strip of one piece of wood. And just made as well, you know, with one chasing one ring, like you do with Osage. It's they make fence posts out of these things, you know, back in the in the day, and they're still standing, you know. So they're really, really tough. And yeah, but fence you know, posts don't get, you know, like bent and not, you know, on, you know what I mean, like straight. Yeah. Down. I mean, it's 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 total different. Uh, again, I but I don't know. I don't I don't know like crap about. Um, the resiliency of, of, of any of these woods and how much energy actually goes into them, you know, like uh, as far as uh, like bending forces and things like that, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I just, I, but, but I do, but I do like watching it. I'm like, uh, so I'll watch like you guys do this. Right. And I'm like, I'm glad they're doing it. Cause I can consume this content, <laughs> you know, and maybe someday, but I, you know, it's, 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 it just seems like a little too much, too much like work for me to, to dive into, you know? Yeah, with with that particular bow, though, having said that, I baby it more than any other bow that I have, just because it's not because it can't take it. It can. It's just like it's so pretty because yeah. you know age darkens over time. And um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't leave the string on it. I take it off. Uh, otherwise, I'll take a set. They will take a set. So um, which hurts the performance of the bow. So mm -hmm. um, with a self bow, that is. But yeah, I, I, that's the only one out of all my bows. All the other ones are scratched up. I toss them in the back of the jeep you've seen it i'm rough with my, my, mm -hmm. yeah. my gear you know if it's not tough enough for the hunt then you shouldn't be hunting with it this way dude your, your feathers like uh crack me up because your feathers on all your arrows are all different and and it literally looks like it looks like two two like chickens got into a cockfight kind of thing and what's <laughs> left of the tatters and shreds you put on the end of your arrows <laughs> <laughs> they're so beat up i know and i'm like well i guess they fly straight <laughs> sort of yeah <laughs> that's why i take sh close shots yeah. but um yeah and you know i just reflected some some wood arrows for this some cedar arrows for this next hunt pig hunt and i'm like you know this 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 one doesn't really line up with the other ones <laughs> like but yeah. let's shoot it and see like <clears throat> oh yeah it flies it flies fine you know whatever just i'm more like just 
I'm not a gearhead at all, as you know. And yeah, I mean, a lot, some of the I heard somebody to say this in another podcast. Some of the best, not that I put myself in this class, but the best trad hunters, they'll have like four different broadheads in their quiver, different arrows, like not mismatched, and but they're killers. You know what I mean? So it's it's really, I guess if you, I always have like a confidence arrow, like one that seems to fly the best, even with the carbons, and and that's my number number one arrow. Um, but the other ones after that, I don't, I don't pay as much care to that. I probably should, but I've heard like Jim Eck out, um, on multiple podcasts and he's like that too. He's like, I don't know. I got, I got this one length. I got that, this, I got this broadhead on here and that broadhead on another. It goes, I don't know what they weigh. I don't know what, they, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but he just kills a lot of shit, you know? So, oh yeah, absolutely. If he's getting it done, you know, one yeah. way or another. Yeah. And then like back in the day, like, um, like early archers, you know, if they had, you know, three straight shafts, those were the three that they hunted with, I'm sure, you know, um, when you're out in the elements for days and you see your arrows warp and, you know, if you have one that's straight, that's, that's your number one, I guess. Yeah. Now we're kind of spoiled with carbons and now there's a surge back to aluminum that may mm -hmm. be dying off a little bit, but I always, I could never keep those things straight. I bent so many of them. I, I don't, I'm not really sure. I went through like a two month phase after, you know, the, the, the push kind of uh, did their alum, aluminum kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, uh, th then I sold them, I sold them all. I'm like, yeah, yeah. The, I, same thing. I, I bent too many of them, you know, I, I like being able to cut them with a tubing cutter, you know, and just yeah. uh, a chamfer tool and get the, you know, deburr it and then, you know, do whatever you need to do. But uh, I don't know. I just, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't my thing. I went back to carbon and I dabbled. I kind of sort of in, in the wood, I'd, I'd ordered some wood and I was, I've still been trying to make it work and, and, and I keep breaking them. I keep breaking, like I, everyone's like, ah, wood's tough and all that. But like the ones I got, like I'm breaking them. <sighs> well, I'm breaking them doing like, okay, okay. This, this sounds stupid. And you're going to be like, well, dog, I mean, that's not what they're meant for. I'm not breaking them. I'm actually shooting them at stuff. Right. I mean, I've, I've shot them at the range a bunch and all that, but yeah. like, um, <laughs> just the other day so down in my hobble hole right uh, i've got i've got my 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 bench and all that stuff over there and above that i've got all the storage and that's where you put all like the big giant bags of like toilet paper and 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 uh paper towels and stuff you get a costco sure. right so when you start putting them in you start shoving them in the back and they're pretty far back there so of course i grab it i didn't have anything to reach with right i needed to grab one of the the big the big bags of uh uh, uh toilet paper or something like that. Right. So I'm like, oh, I'm just going to like stab it, you know, through the thing and kind of like drag it toward me. You know what I mean? And there yeah. wasn't a lot of side load on this thing and it would arrow snapped in half. And I'm like, that didn't take a whole lot to snap. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, I know you're not supposed to be dragging big, big, giant bags of toilet paper with your wooden arrows <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> as stupid as that sounds but Probably it was the nearest the, like the fine print yeah it was the nearest implement like neck close to me you know where i could just kind of just kind of poke it and kind of drag it toward <laughs> me you know but and it was it was bending you know but i didn't put that much like side load into the damn thing and it snapped in half and i'm like okay you know uh these are cute and i know <laughs> they've gotten us to here for for thousands and thousands of years and i'm not I'm not like shedding any like shade on, you know, the history of mankind and its ability to shoot things with wood, but it's not for me, you know, <laughs> I just, yeah. you know, I, I know I would not have broken either. that. Yeah. I would have been able to, to get my toilet paper quicker with a carbon shaft. So end of story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a true test right there. 
but uh, <laughs> yeah, the yeah, cedars see, seem to be. In here's my the thing, though: when, uh -huh. when you don't when you don't shoot animals, like I don't shoot animals, right? You have to test your gear in other ways. <laughs> <laughs> should do a video on that oh god it's yeah anyway anyway go on go on we're done no i was yes especially cedar they seem to be um at least the ones that i've um experimented experimented with over the years these seem to be not so tough like uh douglas fir if you can find them are at like to me at least in my experience like twice as tough if not more because i had really? i had a set of those that i could not break and i shoot at stumps and i shoot with you know judo points at squirrels and and all that i shoot all the time when i'm hunting and um yeah those i just could not break i think they're in storage in miami we still have a Miami storage unit down there but eventually I'll, I'll get those up here and uh yeah they're tough that would be the exception i think is douglas fir yeah i think but, these um, were sitka spruce so i think i got six okay. sitka spruce here but yeah but uh and so so when was okay so going back to the sun when, when was this uh the pig hunt it sounded like it was, it was like, uh end of august okay I think it was beginning. I can't remember. It's beginning or the end of August, but um, yeah, it was a three. It was a. It was like a two and a half day hunt at this ranch. It's a really yeah. nice place, and we stay on site in this really nice lodge and have our meals. It's kind of an expensive hunt, but it's just you know, it's a, it's like kind of a team building experience as well as a hunt. Mm -hmm. So yeah. we hang out and you know, uh, they nap arrowheads and i'm not really into that yet but i'll get there but it's just cool to be around these very experienced um bush crafters and, and primitive hunters um yeah so i just learned so much on those weekends with these guys because it's just they're into all that stuff like one of the members was on a loan um you know the beast um jason smith from hobo for survival sam kelly um he's actually um a uh what is it ems but he, he works um with a helicopter so he's he's up you know doing these these um for a hospital he's you know he's a par paramedic that's the word i think of but he's yep. but flies a helicopter <laughs> so like, like a flight yeah 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 so um and then he teaches all kinds of classes to um you know survival stuff and yeah and then tristan is just a killer and then um and young guy it's good to have him especially in that kind of hunt because he can run like a deer and then uh and of course ryan's just you know wealth and knowledge so just i learned so much in those weekends plus it's fun they're all cool guys to hang out with yeah and then casey uh casey heister i don't know if you know her she's um hunt you know health primitive on instagram you've she's had her on though right i have not i've had um i had uh oh my god i'm throwing um carly rabbit on oh carly. yeah yeah after one of the bison hunts but um i need to have casey on but she's really really good and really knowledgeable about like more of a gathering side of things so she knows like the names of all these plants which are edible which are not and another person that's just very knowledgeable in the area that i know nothing about or very little so and then she's coming on this next hunt she's actually going to hunt so she's got a, a ryan made her a bow and she's been practicing with that for this this next pig hunt so i'm excited about that excited for her Cause it'll be her first kind of real hunt she's been on the other hunts as a you know filming but not as a hunter herself right right so now you're into september i'm guessing when is it when does it open up for you guys in uh in north carolina down there uh the deer season yeah september uh yeah it was t september 10th i think it was a saturday okay ninth or yeah. the 10th so let's talk about your deer season 
Sure. Let's, uh, let, let, let's get into that because uh, you had you got you got you got you got a couple down, didn't you? Not with a bow, but with um, black powder and with a rifle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, so opening day, um, I don't know if you followed uh, Tales from the Willows, the guy from Denmark. Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm, his name is escaping right. Peter Ulesgaard, right. I can't talk. Peter Ulesgaard, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he he came over. He was actually supposed to come over and hunt with Dalton and myself during COVID. And well, COVID happened and he couldn't come. And, you know, so we put it off by like for like two years or three years, maybe. Anyway, he came for a week to, and stayed with, with Dalton, Lewis. Um, I hate to keep dro- dropping names, but just to, for people know. So Dalton Lewis from the Stick Boys. And then, uh, so he, he stayed with him. His wife came too. She's super cool. And they, so we all hunted together, different properties, but, you know, together. So we'd, you know, hook up later in the afternoon or whatever, midday. Yeah. And, um, so he was able to come and hunt and he got his first white tail. So that was cool. Um, and then opening day, he, he, um, he, like I, I interviewed him like, oh God, before like everyone knew of him. Right. Yeah. Um, like three, three, four years ago. Yeah. And on that one, he said, and I said, okay, well, this is before he was going to go to Spain, I think, on some Ibex hunt or something like that. And yeah. then I said, well, what's your bucket list? And he's like, you know, I really want to come to America and shoot a whitetail. I'm like, really? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. yeah. And I said, oh, okay. You know, that's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and the guys, yeah, the guys. So when when he came over, I think I was texting uh, you guys I'm like, man, I'm really jealous because I really wanted to meet Peter because, you know, um, I don't know. He just seems like a cool guy that that I'd like to get to know, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He is super cool and very chill and um, kind of the way he is on his, exactly the way he is on his videos, you know, but um, he had some, it was kind of a tough hunt because early season, there's just, as you know, there's just so much food for the deer mm-hmm. and Dalton was trying to put him in different spots. And um, he also, also hunting much higher in the, in the tree than he's used to for hunting roebuck um so he said that was kind of an issue that would definitely be an issue for me yeah (laughs) yeah just go up 18 feet no problem and then you know you add six feet to that you know that's where your head is so no thanks i'd rather hunt on the ground or (laughs) anyway so he it was just kind of hard getting him on deer and because they were feeding on acorns like hunting these acorn flats so he got a lot of good video um i think later in the week he I'm trying to think he um I think he hit one that we didn't find and then and then uh then he I think the last day or the second to last day he 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 spined a doe like really close range and had to put a second arrow in her but but he mm-hmm. didn't get it so that was cool yeah. nice big nice big mountain doe and <clears throat> it's on his, one of his videos um but yeah he's a, he's one of the best shots I've ever seen it was amazing he holds a draw like longer than anyone I've ever seen maybe Mark Harrison holds that long but it uh, and then it makes a good shot. Like I can hold forever, but then I'll miss the deer. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, the second I start aiming, the arrow's gone. But yeah. I can, you know what I mean? So it's um, the whole target panic thing. But anyway, he he's one of the best shots I've ever seen. And we're all just standing around, she flinging arrows. So I was like, I'm I'm not picking up my bow. With these two guys shooting, <laughs> they're both really good. But uh, can we move half that distance and I'll start shooting? They're shooting at like yeah. 25 yards and it's just stacking them in there in the vitals. Like, oh, okay. Very nice. But uh, yeah, so that that's, and then opening day, I, my wife and I actually in the summer <clears throat> bought a property, a small property is two and a half acres on the side of a mountain, pretty much. 
and um, that's where I hunted. So I set up a ground blind and I did bait it with corn just to keep, you know, get some deer in the area because it's just a huge area of woods. And um, I had a doe and fawn at six yards maybe, but I just didn't, it was a doe with two spotted fawns. So mm. I didn't want to shoot her, you know, I didn't want to shoot a spotted fawn. So yeah. I had them so close and just posing for me. It was like, I can't, I can't do it. So, um, you know, because if I shoot the doe, they're so young, they probably be like shooting all three of them, like killing all three. Yeah, yeah. When they're still in spots, that's a little, that's, that's a little much, yeah. And they were small in spots. So, um, yeah, so I, I passed on that. And then I've had a bunch of, in the back here behind the house, there's 140 acres. I have, I own some, just a small portion of it. And that's where I hunt, basically, behind the house. And, and um, same kind of deal. I had deer coming in does with young fawns very young fawns that i had pictures of the whole summer you know and then they're like and then they're at five yards you know i'm in tree they have no clue that i'm there because there's still a lot of leaf cover mm. and then again like i've had all these situations like in a survival situation i'd shoot the hell out of them but you know i, I already you know just i knew gun season was coming and just it's in the back of my head like there's no rush you know eventually a buck's gonna come in you know and it's just been kind of one of those seasons I've had more opportunities this year, just having a full hunting season in North Carolina. Um, Cause before when I lived in Florida, I'd come up for long weekends, maybe three long weekends out of the whole season. And you know, that's, it's not easy getting it done on a long weekend, even, even with no. a lot of deer around, you know? So I did have some success, but this year I had more opportunities than I've ever had. So just didn't shoot. I haven't shot an arrow at a deer yet this year. So, but we got about three more weeks of the season. What's the date today? Two more weeks. Uh, today's sixteenth. Yeah, me too. Ours yeah. ends on the thirty-first. So, yeah, I'm actually going to go out this afternoon and probably tomorrow afternoon too. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. But it's so it's tough, just one of dude. It's been tough trying to get time. It's you know. Yeah, I know your situation. It's uh, yeah. And then Mark and I were talking about this, like the motivation isn't, hasn't been, I think because I have it like right in the backyard or you know, three hours away up in the mountains and I know there's deer there and it just, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it really, but the, the drive to kill stuff hasn't been as strong as it has in past years when I would like rush up for, for the weekend and then try to get it done. And, you know, um, so it's just been, I mean, I still get the, the, my heart is racing like crazy. Like, you know, there's been a couple of situations. I don't know if that I could have even gotten to full draw. So, 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 you know, broken up. Um, but, uh, like the other day I had seven deer under my stand all within about 12 yards and I did not get a shot. Really? <laughs> they weren't together. Like a group of three came in and then a group of four came in and the second group were kind of spooky because probably cause they could sense that the other deer had spooked. And, and one, I was, about to draw on a big doe very close i wouldn't have been able to get it on camera so that wasn't in the back of my mind um but then i started to draw on and a doe at 10 yards is just staring at me and then started stomping her foot and then yeah. she took off and it screwed it up with the other ones and then a tiny little button buck fawn came in and just posed for me at eight yards but i was like you know i'm not there's set there's six deer one's a button buck i think i'm just gonna pass on him if i have to right. you know Next week, he'll still probably be coming in. And if I feel like, you know, if I can get this self bow done, I don't know why it matters, but it somehow matters. Get that done and try to take him with that bow. I think that would be cool. It'd have a little more, more meaning to me. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, it, it's good that you have that, you know, just be able to get out whenever, you know, kind of kind of quickie ones. I mean, and around me, I've got like, I've got, you know, within 20 minutes, I've got multiple areas I can be in, right? Mm-hmm. Which is great, public land. Uh, awesome. But in the, in the last month, I've gotten out for a total like midday of maybe three hours, four hours, right? Mm-hmm. In the woods. It's it's crazy. Like in, in early season, I was getting out more and <laughs> it was just kind of luck of the draw. Like, I mean, I've, I, I had... I don't know, I've said it before, but I had one where, you know, she came out and she was literally like, you know, 10 yards under my stand, had no idea in the world I was up there. This is three minutes after legal shooting light. My bow's on the ground. You know, I, pur- oh. I purposely, I purposely toss it on the ground. So I'm not tempted. Right. Yeah. I've um, done that too. You know what I mean? It's like, and, 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 and you know this, right. Depending on where you are and, and the sky and overcast or not, or whatever, sometimes like 10 minutes before shooting light, you're like, there's no way I could see anything. Like it's still, legal. yeah. But I, I, there's no way I'd be able to get a shot. Well, that night, it was three minutes past, and I'm like, oh, it's three minutes past? <laughs> you know, I could yeah. perfectly see everything. And I'm like, son of a bitch, you know? But yeah. anyway, the bow's on the ground. And then, um, you know, a couple other times I had I had one, you know, at like 15, let's say. And she was, uh, well, even less than that, I think. But, you know, she came in closer, closer. Took a lot, took a long time for her to come in. She finally did. And I was like hugging the tree. I mean, literally like, like face planted to the tree because, uh, you know, I was trying to be one with the tree. So, that she, you know, because they saw something up there Yeah. and then I needed her to turn um, so that I could step, you know, step back away from the tree, like, you know, a step and pick up my bow and be able to actually get a shot. And then she did turn, but she did like a whole 180. And then she showed me her ass for like the last like five minutes doing nothing but just feeding straight away from me, you know? Gosh. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So it's just been like that. You know, I, I've missed I've missed the 10 squirrels in a row, which is unreal. <laughs> I've never missed that many in a row. I went out yesterday, didn't see anything. It was, you know, just kind of midday a little bit for a couple hours. And then you know, this afternoon, I'm just going to go sit and then tomorrow. But I mean, it's, it's just one of those. Um, and you said about motivations, right? Like during during the peak of the rut, almost um, I had I, I've, I've been doing a lot of this like you know, getting in somewhere in midday, finding awesome spots. And then like, okay, I got to leave. Right. Just, just mm-hmm. life. I can't, I can't sit there till dark. So I went up to, um, like I said, I was explaining this last episode, but I'll, I'll repeat it. I went up to my buddy's place. Like I do for like one deer, one day a year, I go up there for, uh, um, for, for firearms, right. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I almost felt guilty. Like, cause my wife is like, okay, I took, you know, take uh, care of our, our, our daughter, you know, she's getting picked up. You go, go have the day, you know, this, that, and the other. So I almost felt like, and it's not her fault. I almost felt like I had to go up North, you know? Yeah. Um, and a part of me was like, okay, well, do I, cause it's like three hours. And then the entire time I was up there all day long, I'm like, you know, like, you know, when you just know in like, deep down in your heart, you're like, if I was back home in this one particular stand, I know I would have an encounter. And the whole time, and there was like two areas, two screaming hot areas I wanted to be in. And the whole time I was like three hours away, you know, sitting there. And it was only, it's a buck only area up there too, where I go. Uh, over this year, they changed it. So even if like a, you know, a doe stepped out, I wouldn't be able to shoot her up there. And oh, I'm like, sucks. the whole, yeah, the whole day I was like, I'm grateful for being up here, but I really just want to be at home, but home meaning in my home stand, you know, with, yeah. with my bow in these two hot spots. And you're just like, and my heart wasn't in it sitting there with a rifle in my hand. Not that I have anything, you know, I mean, I, that's pretty much normally how I shoot deer, but I, I left like an hour before, before sunset, even I'm like, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to start heading home early, you know, like prime time up there. And I'm just going to start heading home early. So I'm just, my heart yeah, wasn't just, in it. Just weren't you know? feeling it. You just you just have those days where I don't know 
it something feels right and sometimes it's like you know yeah I'd rather not be out here right now, which is almost heresy, like blasphemy to, to say to say that. <laughs> I know. But some days you have those thoughts where you're like, you know, I just I need to be elsewhere because I'm just if you're not in it and you feel like it's a chore, like you have to be in the woods and you have to be tromping through, you know, whatever to whatever you're doing. It's I don't know. It's it's it kind of takes away from it. So, yeah. Yeah. Those gut feelings are typically right. You know? Yeah. Um. Yeah, you probably should have been in another stand. <laughs> oh God, man! I, the whole t the whole day, I was, and, and it was actually three spots. Two were like screaming hot, and one was like really hot. And I'm like, my biggest problem if I had been back home was picking which one. But I would have picked what I would have picked one. And you just know deep down, like I would have had an encounter. You know, like I, yeah, you just you're just missing out. But um, anyway, but um, so early, so seven, so you you got access to this now. Can you shoot? um so moving on to like rifle season right black powder can you mm -hmm. can you shoot behind your house or is that an archery only area too it's archery only okay yeah i mean i it's probably a gray area for that but I, it, it would be legal but i i feel like just because there's houses around i wouldn't want to yeah. do that you know it's yeah. it's we live in a cul-de-sac so our the backyard goes into the woods you know so mm -hmm. it'd be safe enough but you know there's neighbors close by there's they're not huge lots so yeah um, I did hear a shot back there this morning. I think somebody whacked one, but way back, you know, like pretty sure in that, in that, at uh, acreage, but I just consider it a bow hunting area. There's somebody, at least one other person's hunting it. Cause I saw their early in the season. I saw their um, like bait pile. They had like one of those redneck feeders, just like a PVC tube with a hole at the bottom and like a gravity feeder. Yeah. And then, um, but uh, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, it's it's I consider it just for myself. I consider it an archery only area. Mm -hmm. So and black then, powder. You've got yeah. you've got a, a hawken, right? Yes. Yeah. It's a Saint. It's a tradition. Saint Louis hawken, fifty caliber. It's and I changed out the nipple from the number eleven to um, where it can take two hundred nine primers. Two hundred nine. Yeah. Yeah. It's called MagSpark. I think is the company. Oh my gosh, that thing never misfires ever. It goes off every time and there's like really? no lag, no lag time at all. Just a like click boom. And, um, yeah. So another fortuitous situation for us is, you know, we kept, I would go up to the mountains. It's three hours away. So I'd have to get a hotel room and, and that's, it gets expensive, you know? And, and then, so I just, the heck of it, I went on Facebook marketplace and looked for like a cabin to rent or an apartment to rent and you know for six months or something just to get me through deer season maybe turkey even and sure enough there was one available <laughs> and so my wife and i leased it for six months and it's 700 bucks a month um so it's it's not cheap but it's cheaper than it's a one bedroom like an efficiency pretty much but it's mm -hmm. a standalone building and then once we sign the the paperwork like we were talking hunting a little bit the guy with the landowner the landlord He's like, yeah, by the way, if you want, you know, I've got 11 acres out back. If you want to hunt that, you go for it. <laughs> yes. I saw a 12 pointer there the other day. Feel free. We got all kinds of property we hunt, but yeah, feel free to hunt this. It's like, what? That's <laughs> awesome. And I didn't go into it thinking that's why we were running the place. It was just have something closer to the property that we bought, you know, and then be closer to Ryan because he has some spots that I can hunt too. So instead of having, you know, just a hotel room every time, but. Yeah, so it was really. So this really... was the. Um, so did did you lease another another property too or no? I leased a property um, in Georgia, just a, a one year lease for. for oh, there you go. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I've only been to it once. I'm going to try to get there again before. I mean, I can hunt it for pigs, you know, year round. So I'm going to try to get there at least for one weekend. Their their season closes mid January, so I'm going to try to get down there for a weekend um, in January. But uh, but anyway, so this this property is where I shot that doe with black powder. The first day I sat, it was opening day of black powder, and um, I made a video on it. But yeah, it's the longest shot I've made was 60. I think I, according to, you know how you can, on Onyx, you can measure distances. Mm -hmm. It was 63 and a half yards and I shot it offhand. Nice. Um, yeah. So I shot it through the heart. It ran about 50 yards and you could, it was cool because it, it was right when the big leaf drop happened. So the, the leaves were like six inches deep on the ground oh. and you could, in the video, you can even hear it running through the leaves. Like you can't see it off camera, but it's like real still evening and you can hear it running and just stop it was like yep where she stopped is where she died mm -hmm. and uh yeah that was really cool i was excited <clears throat> and my wife was with me she's she's up the hill in the cabin and i texted her right away and like this is a big doe I, I think i sent you a picture and mm -hmm. i physically couldn't get her in the back of my jeep like pick you know just try to like bear hug her and put in it put her in there i couldn't move her tie enough to get her in there so i had to gut her there in the woods and and uh, no, 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 that's not what happened. I, I actually dragged her. <laughs> I put a rope around her neck, to, hooked it to the hitch and drove her up the hill to the cabin and then gutted her up on the hill by the cabin. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And it really didn't. It sounds like gross, but it really didn't affect her at all. It's just a it's just like a cut, uh, like kind of a over. It would be like a CRP field that's been cut. Mm hmm. Like, and so it wasn't like it didn't destroy her hide or anything. It was fine. No, I mean, a deer get dragged behind four wheelers for miles all the time. I mean, it's, yeah, it's not, you know, yeah, but I didn't film that. That would have been kind of gross, but yeah, it just and then I just gutted her. And, and then there's like, um, next to us, there's this, uh, uh, like a business they make candles, and one of the candle makers was like just taking a break or whatever. And she said, Hey, Jim, did you get one? And I was like, Yeah, but it's you know cutting it up it's kind of gruesome she goes do you mind if i come look i was like not at all come on over and she's super cool and she said she'd even hunted a bit with her dad when she was younger and and um but you know i, I didn't expect that wasn't the reaction i expected you know but kind of like a blue-haired kind of city girl looking and but she was really intrigued and i said yeah if you want some venison just you know i'll have some just let me know next time you see me here just knock on the door i'll get you some nice so yeah, it was cool. It was a cool encounter. And then, uh, so that one, and then, uh, yeah. Did you want to go on to rifle season or? Yeah. Yeah. Let's keep going. Yeah. So I, I hunted a couple more times with black powder, uh, seeing deer just didn't have any luck. And then, uh, opening day of, of gun season, I went up to my blind that I've been hunting with from, it's a pop-up blind, um, where I had that encounter with the doe and the fawns back in September. And it, it's been weird. It's been the deer are there in the mornings because I have a trail camera there. It's like one of those cellular ones. So I get it pretty, you know, intel every day. They're there in the morning, but the morning hunts have been really tough because I think the deer are seeing me come up the hill or hearing me come up the hill and, and spooking or just not coming to the to the because I, I bait it. And I also have a couple mineral blocks there. <clears throat> um, so they whatever the morning hunts haven't worked by worked out i think because they're detecting me coming in and then the next day they're all there you know what i mean so when i'm not there you know yeah yeah they're, they're clued in. two days later they're there in the morning you know prime time so 
something's not right with my access to that blind. But anyway, so that morning it actually worked out and I didn't see anything till about 8.30. And then I just started seeing deer movement on the hill kind of going back and forth above me, but just seeing bits and pieces of deer. It was, um, it's like a high stem count looking up that direction. So the leaves are down, but it's still kind of thick. Yeah. And like, oh yeah, there's a deer. And I tried to get the camera on it and then it's already get out of camera view. And then, oh, there's another one that I couldn't turn the camera. Like it was one of that. So I, what was happening was a buck was pushing these does back and forth on this bench above me about 40 yards away. And, um, he, uh, eventually, uh, let's see, that happened like three times and eventually he kind of lost track of them, I think. And they kind of went over the knoll on the other side and he just like, where are they? Like, and then, then he came into range and, and then you stopped to start feeding because there's still, we had a big acorn crop on that side of the hill this year. And, um, he just stopped, stopped and started feeding and I got zoomed in on as best I could and, uh, just waited for a broadside and shot him. He dropped right in his tracks. Didn't take a step. Literally when I walked up on him, it looked like he was bedded with his head down, but he just really? dead. didn't literally just straight down. Yep. That was cool. That was with a, I was using a 25 odd six and, uh, 117 grain bullet, I believe. It just like just like a bag. Of, he just hit like a bag of wet cement straight down. It's yeah. awesome. Nice. Yeah, and that was a nice. But it was like a six point. You know, I'm not a trophy hunter by any means. If it's a legal deer, I'm typically gonna shoot it. But we had, with that one, we had to buy a freezer because we all we had was our freezer and you know and our refrigerator. So we bought, oh. we bought a box freezer. So <clears> the dough <throat> in there and some pig meat um from august and now this is this buck and i'm getting the mount i actually dropped that deer usually i process my deer myself that one i I dropped off at a game at a processor and he's doing actually doing a um a european mount of the skull too for me so that's cool cool yeah i like those that's kind of neat yeah it's nice to have all that all that meat in there you know what i mean all of a sudden yeah i need to yeah i need to up my freezer game here yeah Yep, it's a good problem to have for sure. Yeah, it is a good problem to have. Um, so you're back to that was it. So those the, that's the two the two deer, right? And then so yep. now you're back to just archery season now till the end of um, end of the year, right? I mean, it's still it's still uh, rifle season <laughs> till really? January first. Yeah, up in the how mountain. long is your rifle season? Oh my gosh, it's 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 like November fifteenth to January first, pretty much. Holy shit! Yeah, and um. But having said that, there's still a ton of deer. Like I got a, my batteries on my cell camera died, but last week I had, there were seven deer in front of my blind. <laughs> so there's wow. still a lot of deer around. It's, wow. it's like the other thing too with baiting is the colder it gets and the less food around, they come to the corn or app, yeah. I put on apples for them too. And they just come to bait way better later in the season than they do earlier in the season. Cause there's a lot less browse. There's less everything. So, um, but I wouldn't mind, I'd would like to take one with a bow. So I've been kind of baiting it closer to the blind. And, you know, my goal is to get one with the bow before the end of the year. Yeah. Still with the, uh, with the self bow or? I, I'm going to use my recurve. I've got that um, Great Lakes Bow Works recurve. Yeah. It's like a, like a static tip 50 style. You saw it. It's the one I had on the hog mm -hmm. hunt. Yep, yeah. Yep. Yep. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of go back and forth. I, I, <clears throat> I alternate depending on my mood, which what I'm going to take out, you know? Yeah. Um, cause, cause I can, I can <laughs> on any given day, I can shoot them equally 
as well as the other or equally as poorly as the other. So (laughs) (laughs) it's, it's, it's more me, you know, than anything. And it's not, um, you know, I know people say like, oh, well, you know, stick to one bow, you know, probably shoot it better in the long term. I don't know. I mean, when I'm on, I'm on, you know, and when I'm not, I'm not. So it, that, that, that really hasn't <clears throat> seemed to apply to me. It doesn't seem like anyway. Plus I like, I don't know. I like, I like, I like variety, you know? Yeah, sure. And I've been trying to yeah. do more like on the ground, like when it's gotten colder, like today's not too bad. Although I don't know, it's kind of, it's, it's one of those like wet days out there. Like it, it's just kind of that damp and it's in the thirties, but it's going to be like, I'm only going to go off for a couple hours till dark, but um I've been doing more on the ground, right? Just because I can move around. I don't have enough time. Like, I mean, <clears throat> I've lost time trying to get in somewhere, not just with the stand, but like getting like, well, you know how it is, right? Like yeah. you, you get somewhere and then you got, even if you like minimalize everything that you do with what you're carrying and how you're getting up the tree and everything's like streamlined and all that stuff, it's still like, I can't be as quiet as I want to be. And I can't be as fast as I want to be. And I'm like you, like I need that, that stand to be absolutely rock solid and perfect, right? If it's leaning one way or another, if it's like tipped just like slightly sideways or, you know, to the left or right or, or, or down or whatever, I, you know, sometimes like a couple times a season I've gotten in and I'm like, nope, the, uh, you know, like the, 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 um, the internal, uh, level, you know, that you have like in your butt kind of thing. It's like, no, yeah, it's not quite right. So I'd have to get back off, climb down a little bit, re reset the, the tree stand and you're making all this noise and what should be like a, I don't know, five minute job ends up like 20 minutes later and you're finally like settled in. Look how much noise you made doing all that. You know, it's kind of frustrating. So I don't know. Um, yeah, I've been trying to do more, more on the ground and just kind of do more, um, uh, uh, natural, uh, natural ground blinds and, and things like that. But mm-hmm. especially when it's cold, you know, I, I get, um, I mean, you, you, you've hunted in the North before, right? Cause you're from Michigan oh, yeah. right? originally. Yeah. Michigan yeah. and Western New York. <clears throat> so actually it doesn't even need to be like, like Minnesota cold or Michigan cold. Like when you get cold and you're sitting in the tree stand, um, it's a, I, I'm more, I'm concerned about like the end of end of the night. You know what I mean? You're coming down and like, your small motor skills are your fine motor skills are, you know, deteriorated a little bit and, you know, oh, yeah. you're, you're cold and you're not doing things. And it's like, I, I, you dread, you know, the end of having to climb down and doing all that stuff. Whereas if you're on the ground, you're like, well, you just stand back up and put a couple <laughs> things in your pack and you walk out, you know, know. And, you're, and you're warm, you know, done. So it's just more even for safety. I try not to do that, but tonight I'm, I think I'm going to take the stand and, and go sit in a particular, particular tree, but what is, what are you hunting just natural movement or or feed areas or what you, what are you hunting now this late so around here there there, there really no is no feed right um mm-hmm. which actually uh you're saying with the, with your acorn drop here it was a finally in all these years i was able to actually catch the the white acorn drop mm-hmm. um and in a couple one particular area and when i first started this um beginning of the season i was like wow this is you know this is awesome. But then you're like, wait a minute, this entire unit, right. Is, is completely raining with acorns. It was raining for like a month, right. It was, it was quite a long, it was a longer drop than normal. And you couldn't take five steps without crunching acorns underneath you. You could hopscotch for miles with, with wet acorns underneath you. So I'm like, okay, this, this isn't, you know, it's everywhere, right. A deer would have to stand up, you know, turn 90 degrees, 
bed down and eat while it's sitting down, lying down. You know what I mean? So um, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's that much, but when they're not around, then it's, there's, there's lots of browse. There's lots of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hunting like a lot of river bottom, marshy areas, Oak flats, that kind of stuff. They don't really go to ag. There is really no ag, you know, I mean, there are mm-hmm. some private like fields and stuff and, and, and um, clover uh, <clears throat> farms and things like that they go yeah. to, but most of the time they're just kind of hanging out just meandering around you know not too far from um you know they just, they just run up and down yeah so i'm 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 just you know I, i've been finding a lot of uh really good uh buck sign right <clears throat> you know fresh fresh rubs fresh trails beds um and i'm kind of correlating that with the like the, the the direction that let's say not that i'm only after a buck but i want to know where all the other deer are so then you can kind of gauge on what that buck does especially as it gets near like pre-rut and rut then you can say okay it's traveling this corridor and then sure enough like spiking off of like whatever line he's running there's like there's doe bedding that's kind of like perpendicular away from that you know kind of like going down mm-hmm. the street with a cul-de-sac on the right and a cul-de-sac on the left and a call you know what i mean yeah <clears throat> so that's kind of that's kind of been what I've been doing. Um, and this one particular spot I'm going to go to today, again, there's one or two, I don't know. I'll decide when I start walking in, depending on the sign, but it's just, it's just going to be on a trail, you know, it's just going to be on a trail that I know they're coming in and out of for getting into really thick, uh, uh, bedding, you know, down by the swamp. So now is that, is that, um, is that a bow hunting only area or are guys rifle hunting that too, or so our firearm season ended. <clears throat> well, actually, okay. we just had muzzleloader season that just ended last weekend. So it's purely back to uh, archery only. And all the areas around me um, th- that I go to anyway, within a half an hour, are all archery only. Uh, some of them used to be open for muzzleloader and or shotgun, mm-hmm. but they changed it all to uh, to archery only. So, but now we got everybody out there with a crossbow. So, oh God. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Oh, that this um, I don't know if you saw on your Google feed or whatever. Um, that guy shot that giant buck in was it Indiana, I don't or Ohio. I think it was Ohio, and it's like I think the third biggest typical ever, mm-hmm. and he shot it with a crossbow. But he kept referring in the article to it as his bow. I was like, dude, come on, oh, yeah. really, like yeah you know it's still an amazing deer and it's a great kill especially the way he did it but because he kind of saw it bed and then snuck in and waited in a spot that he thought it would come out of the bed and it worked and he made it like a 30 yard shot but don't call it a bow give me a break you got a scope on it you know geez it's like teach his own but just just be just call it what it is it's a crossbow like it's amazing it's amazing so so minnesota just recently this year they they um, allowed crossbows in regular archery season. And this is how it creeps in, right? It's like, well, disabled yeah. only, <clears throat> disabled only, or if you're over 65 and then you're a couple of years dead, and then they, these, these, these um, manufacturers just keep dumping more and more money into this, <clears throat> into politicians. And this year they changed it to off to all, all, all archery season. And you'd be amazed at, at the, the local archery shop for me is like, like three minutes away from me, right? Mm-hmm. The, the number of people that are coming in there and I listen to them as I'm shooting, you know, um, and I listen to them talk behind the counter to the guys on the counter and this and that about like, Oh, shoulder this, or it's getting hard to pull that. And I'm like, 
you you mf her like we've got dude like like remy warren for example right yeah messed up i mean he, he doesn't well actually he does shoot traditional sometimes he, yeah. he messed up his shoulders all that stuff he shot like how many bears and how many animals this past season with a mouth tap okay don't tell yeah. me you, you you know or even you know i'm not you know like john dudley for example too again compound guy right he, he had the same thing a few years ago mouth tap right shooting grizzlies shooting black bear and i'm like you can't yeah. tell me that that you can't pull a 30 35 pound compound okay and, and here the legal minimum is 30 pounds right yeah but mm-hmm. here's the thing nobody wants to do that first of all everyone 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 says like oh i don't want to pull that low weight first of all okay so it's either your ego right because if they can't shoot less than 60 65 pounds not a man or they um they're using that as an excuse like they just want the shiny flashy like you know uh daryl dixon from uh you know walking dead crossbow right because yeah that's cool mm-hmm. that's it so just 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 say it you know but don't sit there and like give me this bullshit about like oh i can't pull you know my uh i can't do this and i can't draw that and uh, anyway whatever so and um <laughs> they're trying to convince themselves you know that's they are exactly yeah look in the mirror and, and tell me that you actually shot something with a bow and arrow and i guarantee you you know you're, you're lying to yourself but um i i called like before season i called the uh, the dnr here right um the customer service uh, line or whatever and i said so what how, how come all of this um uh got kind of all, all what am i trying to say how come this got implemented like right away there was no like talk of it being happening there was no like public comment period there was no meetings with dnr nothing and the lady said you know she goes it all comes down from the from the legis from the legislator leg- legislature right uh-huh. it's all from the political level down and this was dictated to us she said and this is the this is the customer service rep you know when you call 1-800 dnr or whatever for minnesota whatever it is you know this is one of the ladies that answers she's like um she said nobody contacted the dnr nobody asked the the uh our biologists yep nobody contacted the biologists nobody contacted any of the game wardens or anything nobody from the dnr was their, their opinion was even was even asked right not like they even came and said, "Okay, give us your opinion." Okay, we're gonna discard it. They said they she, she said they, they didn't even ask. Wow. And they said, "Yeah." She goes, "We weren't contacted. We were we were just as uh, you know we were told when when the general public was told this is now legal, make it so." Like what? So you <laughs> can't tell me that these politicians, okay? And it kills me to say this, but a lot of them are Republican politicians. Right. Because they're the ones that like vote for any kind of hunting rights anyway. Right. The Democrats right. probably don't do that. But um, you can't tell me that they're not that there's not some sort of fuckery going on behind the scenes of money going to these uh, to, you know, from from lobby groups, from 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 these companies. And you know what? And, and what, what actually really kills me? And I'm going to say this and I can you can cast me out of the traditional world uh, forever. But Bear Archery is one of the bigger culprits. Right. I mean, you look yeah. at, I mean, you know, bears, I mean, do you think Fred bear would be rolling over in his grave uh, knowing they're selling cross, but I don't know. I, you know. He was a businessman. I don't know. I, I don't know. Whatever. Maybe, maybe, maybe he'd be just fine with it. Who knows? But um, you know, the, one of the pillars of traditional, like the names of traditional archery is like, is hawking these, these goddamn crossbows, you know, under the bear archery name. Right. Yeah, and I understand every co- company tries to stay in business and need it, but you know what? You, you, there's no respect for me going toward that direction because of that, because what are you doing? You know? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, it's, it's the, 
I, I don't know. It's it's you're you're, you're stabbing. On, on the one hand, you're you're you've you've you got this legacy that basically made bow hunting possible nationally, right? From you know Fred Bear and all, and all these people that that were instrumental in getting you know seasons bow, seasons, bow hunting, right? Yeah, enacted. And now you are selling the tools that completely just pisses on. It makes a mockery of what what bow hunting is. It, yeah. it infuriates me. It's so. not bow hunting, and plus their and, bows are crap now. They blow apart, and they got all kinds of defects. And everyone puts puts a, puts blinders on, and they don't, you know. Yeah, uh, don't get me don't get me started. They're not really even. I mean, they're a shooting weapon, but they're not a really a good hunting weapon because you have to shoot such a a light. What do they call them? Bolt. Bolt. It's such a light yeah. bolt, and it doesn't matter how fast it's going if it's light, and it's not, you know, uh, just the physics of it is not conducive to making it's it's not 40 even, yard it's, shots but you but it's just yeah. a shitty hunting implement besides being not part of archery it's it's not even good for what what they sell it as you know what so i mean the, the guys that work in the archery shop here you know they say those things like um he goes <laughs> from what i hear like they, they they break all the time they blow apart all the time and i guess that's the best thing that, that if you were to ask me what the best part of a crossbow is it would be that they pretty much like grenade themselves uh, a, a whole lot quicker than anything else out there. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and I'm like, oh, good. Another one blew up. Fine. You I know, saw one. Um, in the dumpster. Yes. <clears throat> I saw a picture of one online yesterday and it was, it had the, you've probably seen these, you know how like the typical crossbow, it's, it, the, it bends away, you know, it bends towards you, right? The tips come yep. towards you at full, when it's, I going to say full draw, when it's locked back. Yeah, but there's there's some now that have it. Re, it looks like it's gonna it's reverse that. Yeah, image. the cams are forward. Yeah, cams are, cams, like yeah, they've had those up yeah. for a while. So I know, so, and so it's, <clears throat> I I'd be afraid to shoot that thing. Like, what if there's something gives? Guess what? Those those things are coming right at your face. Like they, those limbs. They sound like a 22 going off, no matter what. And yeah, uh, they're, just, they're, 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 they're big, heavy, giant contraptions. And I'm like, why would you want to drag that through the woods in the first place? And but, it, you know, it's, it's for guys that don't. They're, no, Nobody that's a mobile hunter, you know, is doing that, right? It's you're, you're no. going out to your, um, you know, your back 40, you know, like so, someone like, let's say, like has property like you, right? And they'll have like, a, you know, one stand set up or one ground blind set up and they go out there and something moves 40, you know, 40 yards, 50, 60 yards away. And then, you know smack yeah. right and that's it and then they're like oh look what i did you know yeah and then post um, it and then try to keep the crossbow out of the picture try to... <laughs> yeah i I, yeah. I don't know i i, I, I have and, and if, you know what but here's the thing though if if you were if you were to tell me i'm a crossbow hunter but i only hunt with crossbows in the rifle season because i feel like rifle is too easy okay then you're taking the harder route right you're taking the harder weapon yeah. into into that season you know, because because basically like rifle season, if the deer steps out, it's like grocery shopping. Right. So if you're trying yeah. to make it a little bit harder. If you're shooting like black powder, if you're shooting a crossbow, if you're shooting open sights. Right. Um, this year, I was only going to take open sights. Now it's like my 30 30 up there. Right. Normally, I'll take uh, I don't know. It depends on the year. You know, I've got I've got a scope 30 out six, but I also have all these old like like military surplus, like Mausers and Mosin Nagants and, you know, stuff like that. And I'll shoot yeah. with them because it's because it's fun and it's it's. Yeah. You know, like, hey, 75 yards is about my limit, but it's yeah. rifle season, you know, and I, yeah, I, no, don't, I, I don't, I love that. I don't bring my freaking 30 out six into, uh, um, you know, you know, September 16th or whatever it opens up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Ready for archery. 
you know? <laughs> the... yeah. yeah, really. Oh, my gosh. It's too much. I mean, I, I would if they could have a crossbow season, that's what New York used to do. It was, like, separate from the archery season. It may be all one now. I'm not sure because I haven't lived there in a long time. I don't keep up with it. But if they could have a arch, I mean, a crossbow season for two weeks or whatever and just crossbow or just any archery, that's fine. But have it to have it through all of archery and call it archery is just – it's ridiculous. And that's what it ends. It starts as like, oh, yeah, well, we'll have their, a week-long crossbow season. And then two years later, it's part of archery season. You know, that's what happens. You know, and the other thing that, that I don't like is, like, I like being in an all-archery area because I know there's no – unless people are poaching or in the wrong spot or, you know, they don't know where they are or whatever. But I know there's no Yahoo that's going to be out there with, with a gun that's going to shoot something rustling in some leaves 75 yards away, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, some, that something could be me 75 yards away. You're yeah. probably not going to be doing that with, even with a compound. Um, although you can shoot pretty damn far, right? You're, yeah. you're, you're, you're you know what I mean? I, I don't know. It's so, so now we have these, these weapons that are, that are legal during a time where you think you, that you should feel safer, right? Yeah. In the woods um, because you don't have, you know, someone shooting a projectile at you from a hundred yards away or 75 yards away, theoretically. Right. Mm-hmm. So now these guys are out there and in my mind, I'm like, well, what kind of hunter buys this in the first place? That's probably yeah. not a hunter I want to be associated with anyway, much less have them put this weapon in their hand. I don't know. Maybe I'm judging, but whatever. I'm, I'm a judgmental person, so <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, I just don't you. care. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, they're trying I, I to. Know. They're looking for the easy button, and you know, yeah, they're, they're probably not the best woodsman, probably not the safest hunter. Um, I'm sure so, there's exceptions uh, to that. Yeah, but. I mean, we don't wear orange, right, in archery season, yeah, especially. Right. Well, we do, and we do, because um, it overlaps with um, with rifle, right? But if you're in an mm-hmm. area that um, uh, it overlaps and it's rifle season, and you start archery, you, you still have to wear your orange, right? But for the majority of the season, we don't. Now, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not one to believe that deer see the orange anyway, right? But I mean, it's just one more like stupid thing you got to put on a different vest on top of everything else and this and that. And I don't want to deal with it. So, but you you felt pretty like safe, right? Like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm archery hunting. I know anybody else that's out here is archery hunting. Well, their quote unquote archery hunting was something that, you know, they advertise on TV as, you know, one minute, minute of angle, you know, 400 feet per second, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah, it's like I hunt. There's a um, a archery only area near, kind of near, maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes from here that I hunted a lot last year because it was near where I was teaching. So I just go right after work and go sit yeah. and stand. But it's archery only, but right next to it is a gun area. So I always, once gun season opens, I still wear something orange or like I wear a red hat or something, something. even though I'm in a, a just to because some guy could just be not know any better and enter the, you know, from a different area and like, oh shoot, I'm going to not even know that he's in an archery area. So I, I always wear a little orange or, yeah. or like I said, like a red stormy chromer, depending on the season, yeah. just to be safe, you know, cause I don't, you know, just takes one idiot to screw up and. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So let's start wrapping this up, Jim. So you got, sure. um, you got January coming up here after, um, you said you're going to go down to Florida again and do, um, yeah. And do another bison hunt or just a, just a primitive it's just hunt? another um, hunt primitive uh, hog hunt. Okay. Just this hogs. Yeah. I mean, there's other game around. It really just depends on if Ryan wants to <laughs> go after them too. Cause there's, you see, it's not like um, 
it is a high fence operation, but it's huge. So it's not like you can run these animals to the fence and shoot them against. You know what I mean? It's not like yeah, that yeah, at all. yeah. The pigs probably don't even know there's fences. They just it's such a huge area. Um, well, pigs and, go under fences and shit all the time anyway. Yeah, so like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, fences really well, don't mean much to, to to yeah. Not to pigs. They dig. Yeah. Um, yeah, like um, in uh, Africa, those uh, will what is it? Um, Warthogs, they live underground. They do they dig tunnels and they're really? big. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they, Jesus. Yeah. A lot of times they'll lead they'll follow a blood trail and they'll go into a tunnel and that's sort of dead underground. Yeah. So they can sure. definitely dig. So um a fence isn't much to a pig. But anyways, it's it's a cool place because you could see you might see an elk you like walk out, you might see a red deer, a red stag. There's white tails in there. Um it's uh, was it oryx i think in there is it or is it yeah oryx yeah 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 i remember from yeah, one of his videos yeah it's really yeah, cool that's cool so, so that's that's the end of january yeah end of january and they're um and then they even do like nature tours like they'll take you on if you want you know somebody can come on that doesn't want to hunt that's want to do a photo tour it'll drive you around in a, a buggy and you can see all these animals so just, for cool. someone that hasn't seen a lot of white or a lot of wildlife it's kind of a cool thing my wife's actually coming on this hunt too, and I don't think she'll hunt necessarily, but she'll come with us and film a little bit and hang. You know, it's just a cool lodge to hang out in, open bar all, all the time. You know, that kind of yeah. meals prepared and served to you, and um, it's just it's it's fun. I mean, I that would go there. Pretty high zoot, man. That sounds like a, that sounds like one of those like a, a South African kind of uh, safari yeah. kind of places. You know what I mean? Where they cater to you and do your laundry every day and all that stuff. <laughs> it's not quite that, but pretty close. Yeah. Dang. It's not cheap, but it's not crazy expensive either. And and uh, you know, it's beats staying in a hotel and you know whatever. Well, I'm telling not, you, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking I'm looking forward to roughing it with you at the Super Eight. That's that's what I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't remember. It was America's best quality shitty hotel, or was this? Super uh, you know, no, that was I, in I, Fort I, Pierce. That was in Fort. That was in Fort Pierce. Pierce. Yes, America's best. Yeah, America. yeah, yeah. That's right. It's an ironic name for that. And that yeah, and I, yeah. Book that one, and then after that, everyone's like, "Why'd you book there?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, because he said he stayed there. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. Wasn't there weren't drug dealers when I was there. No, no, no. So yeah, that's so that's in uh, that's not March, right? We're going in March, March again yep. in, in uh, Georgia. Yeah, that's yeah, that'll be. I'm, I'm so looking forward to that. Yeah, same here. That's so a blast. That was, that was a ton of fun. I can't wait to get back there and, and you know chase pigs or just. And I know. think we have the first hunt, so that they should be. You know, we should be covered up in pigs. And oh yeah, right. It doesn't rain as much then. <laughs> God, you know, well, whatever. I'll, I'll 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 take it as it comes. I don't care. I'm just happy to yeah. go. So. For sure. Yeah. All right, my man. Um, I'm gonna get ready and go uh, sit in a tree for a couple hours here. So, awesome. um, good where, luck. Uh, where can they? Where can everyone follow you? I've got a website now. Finally, it's uh, mangrovestomountains.net, and um, it's really for my mostly for my fishing trips. I do trout fishing, and I I do some seasonal fishing in the Everglades in Florida. Did somebody get dot com? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I know. <laughs> I don't know. It's not exactly like a name that's like, you know, Coca-Cola, right? Yeah, there's, there's like a company in uh, Australia or something that does tours and they used that name or had it first. So, yeah. No shit. Yeah, okay. bizarre. Mangrovesmountains.net. Yeah. .net. Yeah, I think I have .org as well. But, um, and there's also, like I started uh, a shop on there. So there's vintage archery clothing, 
so there's lots of tree bark and um what's the other one uh day one asat um and then just a lot of there's a lot of wool like a lot of like trad camo like trad plaids mm-hmm. and uh mostly wool but there's some cotton stuff for early season but and i buy them in mind for hunting so they're they're basically truly camo in fact in some of the pictures i'm in the woods or like the shirts hanging in the woods is and then i take pictures of different distances to show you like this is as good as whatever first light or whatever their pattern oh, is yeah, you yeah. know i mean it's, it's incredible how well it so works are these like the vintage ones you're buying and like reselling or or is it yes. um yeah okay. exactly yeah that. yeah and cool. it's good stuff it's like you know pendleton and philson and and yeah uh well rich and you like buying good good quality stuff and they're in good shape and if they're not in good shape i won't put them on the site i'll just wear them myself (laughs) but i have a lot of mediums or a lot of larges that are actually mediums because those vintage clothing sizes run small but i'll I'll mention that in the you know description like this is not a true large you know this is he's here are the measurements it's probably the average man wasn't fat that's why (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is not a this is not a walmart large which is actually <laughs> Nothing against Walmart. I shop there all the time. Yeah. But yeah, it's been fun to collect these and find ones that uh that I know will work in the woods, you know. And there's nothing yeah. better than wool. Yeah, I like it. I like it. And then uh your Everglades Everglades flies, right? Yeah, Everglades flies. Yep. Yeah. Doing really well with that, selling a lot. I just got an order for um a guy going to Christmas Island in the South Pacific for bonefish and tarpon and permit and milk fish these some of these species i've never even heard of and so he ordered over 100 flies so i've been working on that oh, wow. and then i get nice. to my regular orders mm-hmm. yeah it's been cool. cool it's been a challenge because i had to do some research and you know it's been fun i like when it's stuff that's out of the box like that like i got a recent um order for a trip to the amazon for peacock bass oh. so i tied a bunch of those too specifically for those fish yeah yeah it's fun keeps me busy that's cool that's cool all right well i'm gonna let you go say hi to mary lucy will do yep. um, yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> good luck on your uh well, merry christmas if i don't talk to you since uh, yeah then, and then uh have fun down in uh you know i'm, I'm sure i'll talk to you before january but yeah so. yeah yeah all right everybody uh hey, buddy. This is, uh thanks for thanks for listening be sure to follow uh jim on all uh all his all the stuff there buy stuff from him and uh be sure to rate this episode it's harder to do i don't know there's so many different platforms but uh if you can find a way to rate, rate this episode that'd be great um bowhunting soul and bowhunting soul youtube channel and uh with that all right talk to everybody later thanks thanks man yeah